Yes, sir. Well, well, one of the things that is important, why this is important, is because we're trying, we're we're tying all of this back to racketeering, to a criminal enterprise. Because if you look at what happened in Mesa, the reason why they're going after Tina Peters, very important for everyone to understand. Very important for everyone to understand this. The one thing, Tim, is that as you start looking at what happened in Maricopa County, the deletion of files, let me explain to you from a tech standpoint what that means. We're not talking about the deletion of one log file. We're talking about the deletion of log files related to the... um, um, to the malware or um, security, security devices on the system. We're, we're talking about the log files related to how the data is stored, how the data is moved. through, And it's like writing on a whiteboard. If I take a marker and I write on a whiteboard, if you delete the log files, you delete any sort of pathway that shows that they were even there. They can delete their ability to even say they were in the machine. And executable files in order to change results in an election can be done in a lickety-split second right before those things are uploaded from precinct to precinct or county to county. Very important to understand that they've been doing this all over the country because they're trying to stop. And this shows a concerted effort by government officials, people in intelligence, colluding with with these election machine companies. Sorry. I got to jump in on that. Thank you, Joe, for that. You're so spot on. Um, the, the last thing I'll say about machines regarding Sioux Falls, so I get pulled up on stage. And, and I knew Justice Gableman was there. We had met and I said hi and we spoke a little bit. But at that moment in time, I didn't see where he was and I'm looking all over him. Here he's sitting right in front of me. I'm up on the stage expressing my concern about the effect of this upgrade activity by these make, these machine makers. And, I, and, and luckily he was in the room. What was sad about it was nothing got done about it, to my knowledge. Um, again, the, the contract between the speaker and, and the special counsel doesn't really let the assembly know what's going on and what he's looking at and what his status is of that. Uh, but I, it would have been something that I would have made a number one priority uh, if I were him. And, and I don't think that happened. So I have no idea at this point in time what happened with all the Dominion machines in the state of Wisconsin. I know some clerks protected them and kept them out from being upgraded because they, they share the concern, but I don't know how many, and I have no idea where we're at with the SNS. So, whether or not the machines get subpoenaed and whether or not they try to check the forensic data elements, I don't know what's going to be left for them. But I'll tell you what, we got to at least try. So I hope they are. I'm not a, I'm not the speaker. I'm not the governor. I'm not the chair of any committee. I'm a member working up by and for the people. I did all I could to get attention to this, except do it myself. And it wasn't my place to do it myself. And the people that should have done it, what had the responsibility and had the authority to do it, didn't do it. They didn't want to do it. So I, I'm disappointed that, that we didn't have follow through on something as critical as this and then stand around and talk about how we have to investigate this and investigate that. There was a huge element six months ago, almost, that should have been pursued aggressively as a number one thing, and it wasn't. And I'll never get over that. I'm just disappointed to no end. Anyway, were there sorry, local elections? Were there local elections in the fall of 2020, 2021 that necessitated this kind of complete reboot? I'll, I'll answer your question this way, Max, and thank you very much for asking. I had asked the question, why the demand for this upgrade? What's the necessity? What's the need? When did you do the last one? Six years ago. Really? Six years ago. So it doesn't really have to correlate to every election, right? So that's proof right there that you don't have to do it in April or you don't have to do it in November or whatever. So, and then I, and then I said, why now? I don't remember the answer, but it wasn't a good one. It might have been, well, we haven't done it for a while. We need to do it. Really? Right now, we're talking about questioning and the outcome of an election. We're talking about investigations, and you want to scrub the data to wipe out forensic files right now. That's what it felt like to me. I mean, I'll also you look at that. So your question was, is basically that they didn't have to do it, but they did it because they needed to, and you know why. Next slide. So these are those minutes, those minutes uh, yeah. meetings that you just talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let me go back, go, back to, go back to that slide real quick, just for the people listening. So uh, Clause 8 evidence, it speaks at that September 9th meeting. The link to the full meeting is there, um, and NES&S as well. Uh, there, that's what's there. So it qualifies what I just spoke about. They did They did wow. do it by the way. They did take a vote for ES&S, but they, they put a condition in not the – not the old machines, just the new ones. 
but there was no confirmation or reassurance that that actually happened. I have no idea what ESNS did because right after the vote, a nanosecond after the vote, the chairperson, the Democratic chairperson, Ann Jacobs, said to the ESNS manufacturers, you can interpret that vote any way you want. It's on tape. So if you watch the video for the, the September 9th meeting when they take the vote, watch what she says right after they did it. Basically saying, carte blanche, go ahead, do what you want, scrub them all. That's what she was saying, my opinion. So this next clause, right. it mentions a lot of stuff we already talked about. 44,272 voters did not provide proper identification. The jump in indefinitely confined voters from 4,500 in 2019 to almost 170,000 in 2020, and how 28.7% of all municipal clerks across all 72 counties used illegal drop boxes and made 30 recommendations for the election commission to rectify their actions. 28.7% of 3.3 million votes is 926,000 plus ballots that probably had illegality connotation on them because they went through illegal drop boxes. So 926,000, that's a little bit more than 20,000 that, that changed the outcome of the election. But anyway, next slide, here's the evidence. evidence. Yeah, additional information on the, the lab. LAB, by the way, the, the um, Joint Legislative Audit committees met in January, the third week of 2021, to ask for them to do, the LAB to do an audit, the Legislative Audit Bureau. And they had four asks in there. And of the four asks, uh, some of the data that they found is what's on these slides. Um, the, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't look at the, the action of LAB to be forensic or surgical. However, they came back, interestingly enough, with some, some empirical data. They came back with 30 recommendations for training for the WEC, Wisconsin Election Commission, and 18 suggestions for legislative enhancements to make things better. Now, I have an issue with, with layering election laws with election laws. Why don't we just enforce the ones we have? So the first question I'd, I'd like to suggest the legislative body does is make sure that we have laws in place that are fine but they're just not being followed. That's a whole other discussion for me, but if they really are not quite right and they need to be in, amended in some regard, fine. Let's put the legislation in to enhance them to make them better. But uh, I just saw that the 18 suggestions were more of layering bureaucracy on top of bureaucracy. So uh, the, the body also, by the way, put forth nine um, election related bills. Eight of them were vetoed. The one that wasn't vetoed by the Democratic governor was something about reporting minutes after an election or reporting results after an election very, um, you know, it wasn't very harmful to the to the process. So that one got approved, but the other other eight got vetoed. So um, this was be prior to my switch in October to reclaiming the 10 electors because something had to get done with this noise. I was very focused on investigations, audits, data, you know, show me the proof. Okay, I'll get it to you. And you're going to choke on it when I find it, right? Well, we ended up working through uh, all of the county parties in the state of Wisconsin and of the 69 total. There are 72 counties, by the way, but up in the Northwoods, they, they combine a couple of counties. So technically there's a total of 69 out of 72 counties that have GOP parties in the state. <coughs> we got a hold of all the chairs and all the parties and 50 of them confirmed by me. I heard up to 54, but I went with 50 because that's what I got in my hand. I could prove it said, we want, we want these audits. And, and the next slide, you can scroll, they show a couple of counties, I think Bar uh, Calumet County and, and Racine County. Now Racine County on the left of the screen is the county that the speaker lived in. So even his own county is demanding a full physical forensic cyber audit. And I thought the Racine County re resolution demanding that of the legislature was very, very powerful. Calumet County happens to be uh, one of the uh, counties that my district touches. Uh, currently, I have about half the county, and according to my redistricting recollection, I'll have even more of, of uh, Calumet County in the 59th Assembly District for the upcoming election because of redistricting. So anyway, a lot of push there, a lot of, a lot of leverage from the county parties, which uh, fell on deaf ears. Racine County Sheriff's investigation. Here's where things got interesting for me regarding my resolution. This is where the, the tables tipped on, on fraud vitiates all, and, and we had enough evidence to, to make the, to ask the question. Um, the Wisconsin Election Commission basically advised 
all of the county clerks to notify all their municipal clerks on how to handle special voter deputy activities in nursing homes and uh, residential care facilities that broke the law. And Racine County Sheriff was called to ask to investigate. Actually, the, the original complaint went to the Wisconsin Election Commission and they deferred it to the county sheriff. They said, no, we don't want to do this. You do it for us. So the Racine County Sheriff Department took it up. Sheriff Schmalling and uh, Lieutenant Lowell were the two individuals involved. Lieutenant Lowell was actually the boots on the ground guy who, who ran point. He owned it. He did all the data stuff. And he came in to present to the Wisconsin Election Commission to an incredibly well uh, done job, very uh, articulate in his presentation and very direct. Um, they, they, so, so if you take the, the Wisconsin Election Commission's advice to one county, this is an entity that covers all the state, right? So you compound the effect of that to all 72 counties. That's where I said, okay, we've got evidence that affects all 72 counties. The only seat on the ballot was the presidential seat. This is fraud, fraud vitiates, I'm pushing. And that's when I started getting nuts in, in October to ask the question and push for the resolution. So this is good stuff, by the way. And, I, and, I got and every person, by the way, that came out with evidence, Every single person across the United States, without exception, every single person that came out has been attacked as a conspiracy theorist, right? As a fringe individual, not, not as someone looking for truth. There's not been one time that someone has come forward with information that they have not ridiculed and used the media machine in order to destroy. Not one. Not one person. There is no curiosity well, by the radical left or the or the establishment, and they are in it to get. They are complicit in the behavior of stealing what is now a collapsing economy and a collapsing environment. They 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 are the ones causing this, and they are doubling down on this, Tim. They are doubling down on what's happening to our country. And this sheriff stepped out very bravely. He's like, look, again, let's follow the truth. But to them, the, the truth is ambiguous, and they don't care about that. They have attacked every single person. Medical freedom, pro-life, indoctrination in schools. Can you imagine if the election would have occurred the way it appears to be at, that it should have? We wouldn't be having those issues now. So uh, what I said earlier about the constitutional support and the focus and the conjecture, that's, that's my number one. But the ramification of this action created other avenues that are messing up our country and taking us... Uh, in the wrong direction. So if we solve this and perhaps correct it, which is what the reclaiming is, if Wisconsin were to do this, Biden goes from 306 to 296. Even if I took those 10 and hypothetically put them on the other side, he'd be at uh, 333, right? No, 233, excuse me, 233. You wouldn't have enough, right? It's going to take other states to do the same thing. You got the Constitution says you got to have 270 to stay in the seat, right? So let's start the ball rolling and see what happens. But uh, I, I got to go back to your comment, Joe. You're spot yeah. on. The, resi the residual effect of a stolen election has created all these other issues, up to and including additional expense for our taxpayers and, and borrowing more money to bury our country into trillions and trillions of dollars of additional debt. So this, this, all of this is getting worse before it gets better. And that's why I don't understand why my colleagues don't see the merit in this process and, and strategically have the vision and the foresight to say, the actions we take and the decisions we make today dictate the life we lead as a country. We've got to do something now. Or we won't be able to fix it if we keep going in the direction we're going. It's going to be civil war. It's going to be anarchy. It's going to be bad. And I'll tell you, not on my watch. I'll go down swinging on this thing. This is my hill to die on. I digress, gentlemen. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, no the law said that that deputies, election officials, had to be the ones to go into these nursing homes. And the election commission said, oh, well, no, there's a pandemic, so we can't let them in. So we're just going to have the nurses and the caretakers do it. They're not trained in how to do ballots. And and the, the horror stories we heard from Racine County sheriffs of, of nurses just basically, if they weren't lucid enough one day, they'd come back the next day and try and get them to vote. I mean, th this is it never should have even it, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's so obviously I, I, illegal. I would be willing to bet that in these supposed bills that I have yet to see, they're not public, so they must, if there's activity, it's draft, right? Nothing's public until it's presented for co-sponsorship. But I'd be willing to bet your salaries, gentlemen, that one of the elements in, in any of these bills is to make 
special voter deputies beyond the party process. It's going to probably enable the healthcare workers to be SVDs going forward because they want to allow to have what happened illegally to be legal. It, it's crazy, but you watch for it. I bet you it's in the bills. They anyway. scream to the cows come home that they did nothing wrong, and then they try and push through legislation yeah. to to yeah. legitimize it. Yeah. By the way, the Rampton report number thirty six on that slide you just passed up there. Um, that one was. I have I have Rampton Report uh, channels on YouTube, Rumble, and Telegram. I'm real big on communication, by the way, and I was trying to do one per week. Number 36 was uh, taken down by YouTube because it had too much truth in it. So um, that happened to me back at number 16, 16.5, when we were talking about vaccinations and healthcare, and I took public hearing clips and put them into my Rampton Report. So we had you have a, a public hearing at state capitol. And that wasn't allowed. And so they took that 16 number down. That's when I went from YouTube to Rumble and Telegram. I added Rumble and Telegram. So uh, sensor-prone uh, uh, locations, sensor-prone sites, I stay away from those. They don't help anybody but uh, themselves. Um, wistful database uh, irregularities. Oh, that was December 8th, if I remember. Yep, yep, December 8th. Uh, campaign elections again. Janelle Branchin uh, working on, you know, something here. Something. Everything she does is tangible to me. And I didn't know this was coming. And then she said, I'm having this committee meeting. So I went to it. These these three presenters, there was a gentleman by the name of O'Donnell. Um, Jeff O'Donnell. Dr. Frank, yeah. And, and then Dr. Frank was second. Uh, and you're going to get into his data shortly. And then the third person was Eric Cardall, who sp speaks at the election bribery 12.11. Um, and that's where the monies came in to, to fund activities and buy votes in these five cities issues. But this this slide talks to pre the prelude to all of that, talks at... Uh, the activities that occurred with that meeting uh, it was very good and some of that slide data is coming up so let's go ahead to the next one got a long way to go yet um this is the one you asked about earlier max i think yeah. where where th that graph shows the rise and fall of a voter uh, eligible voter list activity and it, it it's paralleled from the top biggest county to the smallest bottom county it's parallel that slide shows the pattern that qualifies the fact that the manipulation of our voter voter database is centralized and controlled from one source. It has to be. You can't have that pattern if more than one element is involved in the process. So voter roll manipulation is also a big issue that we have to address and get corrected. So, so this, this, by the way, also shows the manipulation by having access to these systems by outside entities. Right, one of which is called Eric, that's sponsored by uh, the Soros Group, and we, we, you know, we swirl around these people, and they they literally are laughing in our faces because we don't do anything about it. There's no accountability, but when we look at voter roll manipulation. It has to happen. Those bloatings have to occur, and they occur every two years, right? So you have a slight increase for midterms, and then you have massive bloating that happens. It's been happening for decades. So they've been honing in this process with these voting machines, and and. Uh, but without the voter roll manipulation, it would become more evident, right? So it would become it, it would become more. You'd be able to see it almost instantaneously. But what you're seeing right now is that is that uh, they've got their claws into everywhere. Every every part of how the voice of the American people is is uh, portrayed. Joe, thanks for bringing not, up. Um, I'm gonna sorry, go ahead. Joe, thank you for for bringing that up. The Eric term. Um, you guys know who the administrator is for the Wisconsin Elections Commission, don't you? No. The gal? The gal? The lady? Wisconsin uh, Elections? The name escapes me, but I know her face. <laughs> Megan Wolf. Megan Wolf, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know who the president of Eric is? As of about a month or two ago? Megan Wolf. Huh? You didn't know that. I did not. Guys, write your, that down. I saw your physical reaction, Joe. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. So we compound that situation at the federal level with these. And by the way, what is it? 30, this 31 is organized state. crime. This is organized yes, crime. We have organized crime inside of our government structure. You have people that are getting married to each other that are serving in different capacities. They're, they're, this is fraud. I mean, this is fraud at a level that is not even comprehensible to most Americans because they don't think this way. This is what's happening. 31, 31 states are in the ERIC system. So a majority of the states in our country use that 
mechanism to. Uh, and who was it funded by? You mentioned George his name Soros. earlier. Yes, George sir. Soros. Yep. You just can't make this stuff up, guys. Huh? No, you <laughs> can't. Crazy stuff. And you're not even done. We're, we're, we're only, this yeah. just keeps going down more and more. This is like a mountain of evidence. How do people, and by the way, we're, we're going to be, after the show, guys, we're going to be placing stuff out there that will allow you to literally call, email, and every single person inside of the, the Wisconsin legislature, right? And, and, and frankly, I'm not above showing up on the steps of the Wisconsin legislature with a million people from all over the country. We'll just go there first. And we'll present this evidence on the on the on the steps, on the steps of the of the legislature. We'll just, we'll just present this and say, "How do you walk away from this?" And we'll talk about that's, Megan that's, Wolf. That's exactly the point, Joel and Max. And and I want to remind you and, and your listeners, the leading them to water and making them drink thing. I want, I want the data out to the public. So. On, on the 18th of January, the membership got it. All 131 other members, uh, Assembly 99, Assembly 33, or uh, Senate 33, 132 people total, less me, right? 131 uh, legislators got this package of data on Tuesday the 18th. On Friday the 21st, the public got it, and it's starting to get out everywhere, and you're helping with this interview today. I want the people to do, Joe, what you just said. I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at, and this is what I see. What do you see? How can you say no to this? That's the conversation I want because as a servant of the people, I would demand that. I work for them. I don't work for the establishment. I don't work for the party. I don't work for myself. I work for the people. So get the questions out. Here's your data points. Here's your fuel for a discussion. Have that debate. And how it plays out, that's going to be between the legislator and their constituent. I, I, I can't do much more than give it all to you and say here decide right they de decided to revert to name calling and you know censor me by taking my staff and all that kind of crap uh but i'm not going to stop uh, we're going to keep blazing trails so i'm sorry again i got off on a tangent next slide please election bribery <laughs> there you go. yep twelve eleven. this this is where cardall came up and and excuse me a doctor or excuse me attorney eric cardall i shouldn't say just he uh, very articulate, very intelligent, and he's yeah, calling into question the the use of monies to buy votes. And bottom line, twelve point one one is in the statutes, it's bribery. And uh, you know, if I were the other other municipalities in the state that didn't get any money, I'd be screaming about, "Hey, where's mine?" I mean, not to say we should, you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but they funded you know five major cities, and everybody else got got the short end of the stick on that deal. But they bribed them, they bribed them. Anything that's more than a dollar. And if I remember right, the number was 8.8 million. I think it's the next slide. 8.8 million dollars came in, and that, that, that's a little bit more than one dollar. So, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Again, oh, qualifying more. data. Yep. Yep. The Zuckerberg money yep. to cover up the Zuckerberg money. <laughs> yep. Yep. More, more Zuckerberg money, Zuckerberg money to cover it up. So, you know, it's like, Hey, it worked the first time. Let's try it again. I, is, will there be a third time? Anybody? I don't know, but that that's the uh, tongue in cheek humor there. So uh, connections to national organizations, CEIR tied to Eric CEIR is involved. Uh, Becker had ethics complaints filed against him. Um, he was at the uh, hearing the, the press conference that, the senator had to basically say everything's fine and the election was safe and secure. Uh, so that's but, but, but it's the ethics complaint. Let me read this really quick because this is this is important. In 2005, when Becker was still a trial lawyer in the Civil Rights Division, a formal complaint was made against Becker after he contacted the city of Boston offering to help defeat a lawsuit opening up against them by his employer, the DOJ, for voting infractions. Brad Scholzman acting head of the Department of Justice Civil Rights Division at the time, stated it was the most unethical thing I've ever seen and called Becker a hardcore leftist who couldn't stand conservatives. This is, the, this is Eric Coomer all over. This is an organized crime, except for I don't know if this guy has a Satan tattoo on his arm. I don't know that. I mean, I, that, that probably would be the difference between Becker and what we're dealing with with Coomer. Maybe, or maybe he doesn't. Anyway, I wanted to read that because it, this, this is... This is what happens. This is what happens when you weaponize an entire environment 
to treat the American people like slaves. And that's what's happening. Again, facts, truth. I'm not off the rails. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. It's right there, black and white. Next. So we went over this earlier. The ballot drop boxes are illegal um, yeah. from a, a decision from uh, a county circuit court judge, Michael Bowren. Um, pretty obvious. <laughs> Statute says they can't do it, but they did it anyway. Um, clause um, before 17. You go on to, oh, sorry. Yeah, before, well, before you go to 17, I want, I want to say I heard yesterday that uh, uh, Attorney General, Wisconsin Attorney General, uh, Liberal Democrat Josh Call has appealed that ruling, and I heard they're going to try to rush it through the appeal process, and ultimately it'll probably go to the Supreme Court uh, to try to get that reversed. So they want to make what happened illegal um, legal. So, and then of course the legislation coming is going to try to do it too. So let, let's keep covering up stuff, guys, and, and nobody's acknowledging the fact that it was illegal when it happened, and people need to be held accountable for that, including the speaker. Fraud vitiates everything. Throckmorton case. It's historical. It's uh, you know, United States Supreme Court. It, it's again the, the the core of why when when Wisconsin Election Commission violated his contract with the state legislature, um, it, it defrauded our, our election and everything should be null and void. And that right there is the proof. So that's how I feel about that. Next slide. Um, talking a little bit about uh, confidence and what we need to do. Step one plus step two equals resolution. And that's what we're proposing to basically undo the election for the president only because it was done fraudulently. Next slide. The legislature acknowledged the evidence. Yes. Therefore it be, okay. So that's, that's pretty straightforward. That's in my resolution. So here we get towards the end. And I don't know if we're going to have enough time to go through each one of these constitutional attorneys. Um, can we do the first one? Let's do the first one. Yes, yes, yes. We sure we certainly can. Um, so this clause to the action of reclaiming the electors, this is where you get into the meat and potatoes of it. Um, exerting the power under the Constitution to reclaim electors. Yeah. And, um, and back to my, my opening statements when I said when they, when they came back with the rebuttal saying, it's not valid. You can't do it. And there's no mechanism. And you had the, the Madison area of people doing that. And I got to say it that way because it, it they're supposed to be nonpartisan and, and they're, they're good people. But the outcome didn't feel right, especially when the attorneys I spoke to say, no, what they're saying is wrong. And here's why you can do this. So I, I got this apple and oranges thing going here. And that's what the, the remaining slides talk at. So um, this is this is language in the resolution that I have put up. So, so this is the this is the resol resolution right here too. So just everybody knows, and on the audio version, we'll be posting this um, on all the social channels. And uh, your job is to be an ambassador for truth and to get this out. So you have to share it on every channel as well. And you have to talk about this. Wisconsin is a domino that is farther down the down the pathway than Maricopa is, because Tim has taken a very measured approach. He is not. He he, he has no bias. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that he doesn't have a political opinion. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have an opinion. It means he has no bias. When you're searching for truth, all you care about is truth. At the end of Thank the day, you. at the end of the day, if you care about truth, people don't cut the tongue out of the person that's lying. They cut the tongue out of the person that's telling the truth. And we keep seeing that over and over and over again, over and over and over again. And I'm going to quickly read something, Tim, and I'll just let you jump back into this. And I appreciate all the time you've given us. But I want to read you something that came from a, a professor of a, of a, uh, it was a law class, right? So the first day of class, a law teacher walked in. The first thing he did was ask for the name of a student sitting in the front row. What is your name? He said, my name is Nelson. Get out of my class and never come back, he ordered him. Nelson was confused. The teacher was heading towards him. He got up quickly, packed up his stuff, and left the classroom. Everyone was scared and outraged, but no one was talking. Very good. Let's get started. What are laws for, asked the teacher. The students were scared, but they slowly started answering the question. To have order in our society. The professor says, no. So the people pay for their actions. No. Does anyone know the answer to the question? For justice to be done, spoke a shy young girl. Finally, justice. But what is justice? Everyone was starting to get mad at the teacher's attitude. However, they kept answering to protect the rights of the people. Okay, but still. To differentiate good from bad. To reward those who do good. 
pre- professor goes, okay, so answer the question. Did I act correctly when I kicked Nelson out of the class? Everyone was silent and no one responded. The professor says, I wanted a not unanimous answer. No, they answered with one voice. Could we say I committed an injustice? Yes. And why has nobody done anything about it? Why do we want laws and rules if we don't have the will to practice them or protect them? Each of you is obligated to speak up when you witness an injustice. All of you, don't ever stay quiet again. Now go get Nelson. After all, he is a teacher and I'm from another period. (laughs) You know, when you don't stand up for our rights, dignity is lost and dignity cannot be negotiated. Doris Carrier. Thank you for touching my heart. That was really good. So so the reason why I bring that up is because we have an obligation to speak up against injustice. We have an obligation. We don't have a right. We have an obligation to all those people that suffered before us. So everybody wants to wonder, why did you get involved, Joe? It wasn't for advertising clicks. And Tim, you're not doing this because you want to be written in the history books. You know, there was, there was 12 other men that ran with Paul Revere to say the British are coming, the British are coming, the British are coming. Yet all we hear about is Paul Revere. Why? Because that man can live in the books, but those 12 men will be, be judged by their character by God. And I think that is the thing that we have to do is we have to stand next to truth. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I had to interject that. No, that was, that was thank you for touching my heart. And I would also tell you that uh, our Lord and Savior had 12 disciples for, as, working for him as well. So um, I, I've, got, I've got a lot of fan base and a lot of support, uh, so much so they want me to run for governor. But anyway, that's another conversation. Let's move on. Okay. Move on. Sure. Um, since this is going to get split into two hours, um, before we get to the next slide, I'm going to briefly remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Make Care Network, premier insurance plan to cover you and your household. Should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital, it's, an exp- it's expensive, 20, 30, 40 grand in some cases. Um, that's pre-Bidenflation numbers, by the way, so it's probably more by now. Your insurance isn't going to want to cover it. So when you sign up for Air Make Care Network, they're going to cover you. You won't pay one cent for an air medical transportation flight as long as you're flown by an AMC. AMCM provider. And don't worry, they fly over 100,000 patients a year and they have a nifty little tool on their website that lets you put in your zip code and make sure that you are covered. Use the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And when you use promo code daily, not only are you going to get an amazing deal on the price, but they're also going to give you up to $50 back. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So if we go back to my screen, the, the Madison bubble um so this is talk about this because you mentioned this a couple times on october 28th i put a press release out um asking the question about reclaiming the ballots it wasn't a it wasn't a bill it was hey i think we should do this because investigations and audits aren't going anywhere they're running the clock out that got attacked by the senator the gop senator um got the legislative council group. There's 24 attorneys that served the the Wisconsin legislature and they're supposed to be nonpartisan. And you know what, maybe they are. However, um, maybe they're not. So, okay. So they put together this rebuttal to my suggestion that we could do this by saying, nope, not valid, not constitutional, and there's no mechanism. And everybody grabbed onto that and held onto it like it was a life life raft in the middle of the ocean. And I said, okay. No mechanism, huh? Well, let me see what I can do to hit that question. So that's when I came up with the resolution on November 17th and put it out on November 18th. It got hit by the majority leader saying, you know, don't worry about this, everybody. It's not going anywhere. It's not happening. It's not legal. So they, again, shut it down and put the hand up to protect everybody from taking a stand on it. Uh, during that time between Ledge Council and November 17th, I went out to the Legislative Reference Bureau. The other element of bill drafting and legalization of language in all of the proposals, whether the resolution or were actually bills uh, for signature for the governor, go through the process and, and get voted on. Um, they came back with something similar. So the Madison bubble comment is, well, we went to a resource or two in this case, but they're right at the Capitol and they work with the body. And if they were 100% right, I'd be fine with that. And if they're not 100% right, I, I need to know that. So I was forced to get other legal opinions and that's what pushed me into pursuing it now uh, the Brampton report uh, or excuse me the let there be light five the press release on the 14th 
speaks at the validity of the action again, and it brings us back to we need additional constitutional attorney perspectives to make sure that we are truly doing the right thing. And again, as I said earlier, if the constitutional attorneys would have said, you can't do it, Tim, they're right, this would be over and we'd be done. But they didn't say that. So here I am stuck with this. He said, she said, apples and oranges. And for me, in crisis management, you've got to vet this out to the fullest extent on both sides. I'd, I'd love to see this resolution get heard on the floor. I'd love to have an open um, uh, public hearing on it. I'd like to have an informational hearing on it to have subject matter experts come from all over to speak at it because in committee, that's where you vet, you vet the, the integrity, you, you vet the merit, you vet the purpose of the bill or the resolution. If this doesn't have a chance to get to committee and it may not because it's controlled by the speaker, um, we'll never know. It'll never get a public exposure. It'll never get uh, the vetting element. So the problem with moving it to that level, however, is you move the onus of responsibility from one person, the speaker, and right, rightly, show, rightly so, rather, he's controlling it, and the majority leader perhaps as well. So you got two guys basically saying nothing to see here is not moving. If you move it to the committee, that puts the burden on perhaps the Republican members of the committee, which is a majority, and the chair. Then the chair has to have a hearing. If the chair doesn't have a hearing, then they're the GOAT, right? Uh, if they have a hearing but don't have an exec to move it to rules to get it to the floor, then they're the GOAT. If they move it to have, it, have an exec and it passes and then it goes to the rules committee, well, then it's back on on the majority leader and the chair and the speaker rather. So I'd like to see it get heard. And this leads up to that discussion that we need to have for our constitution. Next. So, so we have a lot of slides. I know you want to talk about the first one. Can we cover John Just Eastman one. and then skip to the conclusion on all of them together? Yes, 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 okay. that's a great idea. Um, I When I did my press release on the 17th of November and it got the attention of uh, President Trump, uh, that opened up the doors for some people all over the country. I think if I remember right, he's from California or is he from New Jersey? I forget where, where John's from, but I think it, anyway, um, this he's guy, from, he's this from, guy, he's from New Jersey, but he was a fellow at Jersey. the university of Colorado, um, adjunct Colorado. professor at university of Colorado, um, and had a, um, uh, a, uh, uh, professorship at Chapman university as well. So he, uh, excuse me, he was a dean at Chapman University. So yeah. he is very, very smart, very, very keen. I remember having a conversation with him back in late December of 2020, um, early January 2021. And we were talking through, he was one of the people that validated all the things that I brought forward based on what was happening on the election. And one of the people that sat me down after I predicted what was going to happen in, in Georgia, who said, how did you know? How did you know what was going to happen? The machines would come down, they'd come back up. How did you know all the mechanics behind that? I go, because I'm a system architect. This is what I, I mean, I was a data company CEO, right? So I was a tech guy. And so I said, I, actually, what I said to him is uh, I was clairvoyant, <laughs> just to be funny. But he is, he is an amazingly intelligent man, and he has been viciously attacked since he came out uh, uh, in this uh, fight in, in early, late 2020. So the the sequential order of, of apples and oranges to address apples and oranges and, and create a discussion is so I have the bio information and I have essentially either their full uh, well they do the link is there for the full document but I do a summary of basically what what he said we could do and, and should do and so again here's a guy that says the Madison bubble group is wrong and here's why and there it is and and I did that for all of the attorneys till we get to the conclusion elements which we should get to as i do need to run yeah so um the link for this full presentation is in the description we're going to jump right now to the conclusion just on all of the attorneys a little bit of movie magic here um saying that it's abundantly clear that the collection of interpretations from multiple sources na nationwide agree with each other that reclaiming our electoral ballots is possible when looking to matters reflecting the U.S. Constitution, the opinions of Legislative Council and the Legislative Resource Reference Bureau both fall short by ignoring illegality that took place by the WEC. These illegalities were fraudulent and therefore vitiated. The plenary power to reclaim clearly reverts back to the legislative body under the U.S. Constitution. And it falls upon the state legislator to rectify this abuse of our most precious right to elect our leaders in a free and fair election. That and honor those, and honor those yes sir and honor those who fell for us and for our nation since and be, even before 1776 that's that's the magnitude of this thing 
and um and i'm really grateful that i think you guys get it i think you get it so thank you for that so the solutions required that's very obvious um so this this clause says that solutions are required here is where you get into the 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 real crux of what the recommendations are full forensic physical cyber audit obviously that's made more difficult because uh they just as you said erase the logs Uh, that that really is one of the most important parts of the forensic aspect of it but talk about this briefly it's to it's to remind everybody that we can't stop the investigation and the audit we have to continue to pursue areas where things were taken advantage of and correct them fix them enhance them whatever and also to hold people accountable that made it possible to do that so the reclaiming of the ballot says you know we've got enough fraud to say it was fraud in our state we're pulling our 10 back that's we're not done that process is separate from an audit and investigation and it's 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 static in a way but the activities will continue with investigations and I don't want to lose focus on that. And that's why I'm asking for it and stating specifically what all needs to be done as well. And it's the legislative's uh, dutiful obligation to make sure that these things happen as follow-up. Yeah. The clause 23 yeah. saying transparency, what a strange concept <laughs> that it all should be streamed live 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's, that's, that's strange. Solutions required. I, again, you, you got to get rid of conjecture and conspiracy. I want everything out yeah. in the open because I want to. I want to take away the excuses before they happen. You got to be proactive at this stuff, especially when it's this deep. So the solutions required, obviously, saying that the legislature should pass legislation, shall pass legislation, intended yeah. to secure I, I, the integrity yeah. of the election. And here are the bills that you recommend. Yes, sir. And and I don't think they have a snowball's chance in Hades, but the current. Uh, liberal governor, but but these are solution-based actions that will enhance and prevent future uh, violation of our laws. I, I don't know how the people inside of Wisconsin aren't going to go to the, stri- to, to the steps of the governor's mansion and say, you have an obligation to pass these bills. You have an obligation to protect our voice. They have stolen the voice of many minorities. And I'll, I'll use minorities as an example. Obviously, my dad is black. My mom is white. My whole family's interracial. I, re- I recognize the fact that there's been marginalization of, of minorities for, you know, since the beginning of this country, right? And they're just using them again as a pawn, saying that they're doing good while they're doing bad to them. And so I think that the next step is that I think we have to push on these, but now we have to start getting the people inside of Wisconsin and around the country to say that is, this is an epicenter. This is an epicenter of the fact that you lied to us about the fraud that exists, and we must stand up and say, look, if we have to shake some buildings, we shake some buildings. But we have to. We have an obligation to. And, and frankly, it's our right as people to have a redress of grievances. And for the, by them not passing these bills, they're just showing that they don't care about us. They don't care about us. The third one down, the third one down to dissolve the Wisconsin Election Commission. You, you know, sometimes I ask questions. I already know the answer. Sometimes I'll say something just to make something happen. Maybe there's a little of both of that going on in here. But the, the speaker has already said, because he was asked in an upfront interview by WISN-TV here in Milwaukee, um, what do you think about the Wisconsin Election Commission being dissolved? Oh, we won't be doing that. And uh, in my bill, I suggest we move the authority of with of the elections to the Secretary of State, and he's against that too because the Secretary of State is a partisan position. And if you have a Democrat, you know, head of of the elections, which sometimes I think we currently do, um, the other side is going to always yell. So he doesn't want to see it under a partisan situation. So I, I kind of think we already have a partisan situation, but. He's already said no. Now, to your point, Joe, you can you can express concern to the governor, but until they get to his desk, he's got nothing to sign. So getting into his desk goes through the legislature, starts in the assembly, and if the speaker is already saying no, you know, it's possible I might I may not get him uh, moved out into committee. I may not get him heard on the floor. They may not get to the governor's desk because they'll be obstructed by the speaker. So it's not just the governor. Just to read these quickly for everyone on the audio edition, 36-month record retention bill. The removal of deceased voters bill, as you just mentioned, the dissolving the Wisconsin Wisconsin Election Commission bill, an election audit and fraud dissolves election bill, ineligible voter bill, the log file bill to protect the logs in these electronic voting machines, and a paper ballot and non-centralized vote counting bill that is still being drafted. All of those links are available in this document. 
um, on this this slide for clause. This is not controversial either. It's not no the paper ballot. The paper ballot item basically says let's stop using machines. By the way, I know you'd like that, yeah. Joe. I would absolutely no more dominion, love that no because one to one gold standard. Absolutely. Well, well, listen. Um, I, I want to give you the last word. I know you have to go, and I know you gave us nearly two hours here. Um, we'll, we'll probably have you back. Actually, I know we'll have you back on. Um, we've reached out to uh, Matt DiPerno to get him on to get his uh, legal opinion to this as well. I know he's running for attorney general in in uh, Michigan, um, but we uh, we need to do everything we can to stand behind you. And so we'll be after you get off. We'll be talking about what that means and how they can support you, how they can support uh, Tristan as well in this. So I'll give you the last word. Uh, I'm just grateful. I, I I serve the people. I have conviction in this matter. Everything I've done for the past 14 months is on the line. I will not stop because I can't for them. I can't stop for the integrity of the purpose of doing it in the first place. Uh, I do have a tremendous amount of support behind the scenes, and um, I know I'm on the right side of this issue, and I, I can't change. So something within me, a gift uh, given to me is I know what's right and I know what's wrong. And in this case, I uh, I will not waver. So it, it, people call it courage, maybe. People call it conviction, probably. But um, I'm called to serve, and I will not ever stop doing that and i will not let the people down because that's what matters to be most uh, it's unfortunate that a lot of members of my my uh, colleagues both sides of the aisle uh, not happy with me because their constituents aren't happy with them and they're blaming me for that it's unfortunate but i i i'm not there to make friends i'm not there to make enemies i serve the people and i can't change so here we are, ladies and gentlemen, either we rewrite the books on how to be a representative or uh, another good one might not be around long because people allow that to happen. The membership has to say to leadership, stop obstructing, stop abusing, stop harassing and stop attacking our fellow members. The, the point that they have has merit and it needs to be pursued because that's all of our jobs. They're not doing that yet. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but the people will help. You've got the data, ladies and gentlemen, and, and Joe and Max, thank you so very much for the honor and privilege of being on your show. And I look forward to the next time. And hopefully we'll have even more great stuff to talk about. Like, hey, the bill's moving and we might get it on the floor. And holy smokes, can you imagine what may happen to our nation if somebody mm -hmm. steps up and says, do the right thing? I'm giving it to them. It's all right there. Let's let them take the credit for making it happen. I'll just sit back and say thank you. I'm not here to keep score. I'm not here to get credit. I want to get stuff done. Thank you for your time. I'm done flapping. Hey, hey, thank hey, God bless you. And listen, we need to recognize that God is in the middle of all of this, and there's a revival happening in our country like never before, and that we are we are fighting evil. We are fighting pure evil. And that evil is causing people not to have courage, or causing people not to stand up for what is right. And much like what I just read, we need to make sure that we operate in a place of integrity and that we understand that character is something that God judges you by, but reputation is that what man can screw up. So God bless you, Tim. Thank you very much for all of the hard work and for standing up for this nation. And even if you would have come to the conclusion that there was no fraud, you would have, you would have slept better at night knowing yeah. that you got to the bottom of it truthfully. God it's for you. me too. I, I need to know so I can vote. I just happen to represent 59,000 people. And oh, by the way, perhaps 300, 400,000, how many million in the United States? I don't know. I, I just want, I want everybody to know that what we've been doing uh, it hasn't been working right and we need to make it better so we can continue to do it right for the people. Love buying for the people. We the people. We the people. Gentlemen, have a blessed so, day. Make a right, difference. You. Right, thank Every you day. so much. Bye now. If so, you live in Wisconsin, contact your legislator. If you don't live in Wisconsin, still contact your legislator because we talked about a lot of things, things like CTCL, that Zuckerberg organization. They have spent hundreds of millions of dollars and only $8 million was spent in Wisconsin. So they're doing this kind of scheme everywhere. Reach out to your legislatures and, uh, and fight back. So we'll, 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 be, we'll, be sending out, yeah, we'll be sending out something right now, just so you know. We're, we're out of time. It's two hours. I understand you had to go two hours, but this is an important two hours. This is... This right here will be uh, split up into two, by the way. Um, 
two different two different podcasts. You'll have part one and part two. Really important. We'll also post the uh, we'll post the report. We'll post the the PowerPoint that gives you all the information with the links, right? So all the all the details are there. It's hard to walk away from this. And 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 this, by the way, if they if they try to walk away from this, we literally should be on the steps. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure that we won't organize that. I think we will, Max. I think it's you know I'd, I'd love to go to Wisconsin and meet with. Uh, um, um, meet with uh, Tim face to face, but I, you know, I, I do believe that that uh, the the way that he went about this and the integrity that he used in doing it, he showed a whole lot of restraint and made sure that he tied things together. He tied things together well. So um, we're out of time. So if you like the podcast, please subscribe to us at Rumble at Conservative. Did you want to say something before I go through this? No. Okay. No. Uh, follow us on Conservative Daily at on telegram at conservative daily you'll also find us we're going to be on everywhere else we're going to be on gab we're going to be on all these other channels we're going to try to go live on getter so wait for that or look for that to happen we also have a membership model that we're building out right now so you can become a member part of that will be give you the, the ability to go um to go after them at the at the state level and go at them at the national level we typically have done faxing and and letters and things at the national level but we're going to be expanding that to a state-by-state basis as well you can find us live at conservative-daily.com rumble d live twitch frank speech and cloud hub um, you can also find us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share the episode with someone that needs to hear this episode. Um, if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text FREEDOM to 89517 and sign up for our text alert system. Use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter and to get our fax blast so you don't miss any of the important projects that we're working on. Uh, that is all for this episode of Conservative Daily. Max, do you want to go into the the fight is? Yeah. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over. Clearly, people like Tim are, are leading that fight. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.